I'm Andrea Lopez Villafania. I'm Andrew Keats. I'm Scott Lewis. We host the Voice of San Diego podcast, the most popular public affairs podcast in San Diego. Every Friday, we break down the news, news we, we think, think you should know in San Diego. Things like housing, homelessness, education, elections, political drama, the big stories that dominate the news, and the ones that slip under the radar. We also interview local lawmakers, policy experts, and other investigative journalists. The Voice of San Diego podcast, every Friday. Subscribe now, wherever you listen. Goblins, resurrected from our year-long slumber to haunt your ears once again, listen with the lights off. A radio horror show awakens this Halloween night of the year 2022 to kick off our third season of delicious original horror. We are back to provide our annual antidote to the poisonous toxic positivity our fellow beloved troubled souls have endured since the last time we spoke. Ew! scary. I am your host, Jennifer D. Corley, and I'm also the program director of So Say We All, the San Diego-based arts and education nonprofit that makes this and so many other artistic adventures possible. I'm thrilled to be ringing in this All Hallows' Eve with a new radio play. And we're going to be delivering three more episodes on top of this one across the month of November, because if any insufferable jerk can declare themselves worthy of not just a birthday, but of a birthday month, we think the magic hours of Halloween should reign for at least 60 days. And besides, Thanksgiving is far more terrifying to most people than Halloween anyway, because families are real. The story you're about to hear is more satisfying than a pillowcase full of Snickers bars and Reese's ghosts. But I want you to dig in and discover it for yourself. So let's keep the spooky season going another month with this kickoff story titled Survivor by Sarah Labrie. This is Survivor by Sarah Labrie. I'm Dallas McLaughlin. I'm Carla Nell. And I'm Deborah Bass. I reach to shut the medicine cabinet and see the reflection of my murderer behind me in the mirror. Axe raised high, ready to swing. I brace myself for the impact. I should have known this was coming. There are only two of our original group of five left. And of the two of us, I am the one you would most expect to survive. I'm studious, I've been tracking the murders, and at each turn, I've been the one who knew exactly what was coming next. I'm still a virgin. In fact, I've been single since last week, after my boyfriend's body came tumbling out of the umbrella closet, left there by our murderer as a grisly, if wholly predictable, surprise. There may be a twist ending, of course. Perhaps all of us will die, or the two of us will survive. Or 
one of us will fall in love with the murderer, marry him, and live out the rest of our days beneath his watchful eye. We will buy a house together. We will die slowly, needling each other about the grocery list, the cable, the lawn, forced conversations with the neighbors, and with one another's moms. The one who is probably going to outlast all of us, by the way, my BFF Casey, will do so because of an unfair twist. You think at this point in the film that the murderer killed her a long time ago, but actually he only badly injured her, and now she's in hiding. My death gives Casey the motivation she needs to come out of her basement and avenge me. By all rights, it should be me who survives, but Casey has shiny hair and a symmetrical face and looks almost exactly like Demi Moore. Me, I don't look like anyone. Just as my murderer's ax reaches the soft space between my shoulder and my chin, I start to wave my arms around and say, wait. This is not something either one of us saw coming. Silence ensues. I then ask my murderer, how long have you been following me? How have you timed this moment so perfectly? One second I was looking in the mirror and the next second you were there in a ski mask, holding an ax, taking up the rest of the space in the glass. I tell him I'm surprised at his stealth. I ask how he managed to keep me from hearing him climb up the stairs to my apartment in his heavy muddy boots. to be patient. I've actually been trailing you for weeks, hiding under your bed at night, watching your routines, sitting underneath your desk at the office, stealing bits of slivered almonds from the bag you keep there so you won't stuff your face at lunch. Once, I caught a ride with you from work to the gym. I spent the whole 20 minute drive in your back seat. You didn't even notice. It was surprisingly straightforward. You're not even one of my hardest cases, not by far. Which of us was the hardest? Well, Casey, that girl was a firecracker. You never knew what she was going to do next. So unpredictable so full of surprises. He notices my interest waver. He stops. I watch him search for something nice to say. He finally says, You keep the space under your bed very clean. It's kind of a compulsion. And then I thank him for his diligent attention, because thanking people is another compulsion of mine. I reach out to shake his hand. He has to lower the axe to shake back. As he does so, he looks a little relieved because, as I discover a few seconds later, the axe is indeed much heavier than it looks. I have by this point relieved my murderer of his weapon, taking the opportunity to disarm him completely. I strike his head with the blade several times, splattering blood all over the floor and the mirror and the ceiling. 
After my murderer stops twitching, I kick his corpse. Mourning our brief companionship and the security deposit I know now is not going to be returned to me. The night air dries my shirt to my skin and speeds me along as I run. I run toward Casey's house to tell her the good news. Casey, I will say, when I open the door with my ax raised over my head. I saved us, the murderer is dead now, and guess what else? I figured out the twist ending. In this story, I get to be the one who survives. But Casey is already standing on her front porch with her arms crossed. She seems to have been expecting me. Casey says, Hey, your butt looks great. Have you been working out? I twist to look. A a little. It's just all this running and terror, you know. Thanks for noticing. No, thank you. Casey says, and I follow her eyes up to my axe. The axe I understand too late that I've delivered directly into her hands. She smiles at me. I smile back. I can't help it. She just has one of those smiles. And so I'm smiling still when Casey pries the axe handle from my weak fingers and gently, almost sweetly, as if she's offering me relief, cleaves my skull in two. There's one thing I learned in Hazelton. Let's never lose your grip on a blade. That was Survivor, written by Sarah Labrie, performed by Deborah Bass, Dallas McLaughlin, and Carla Nell. Listen with the Lights Off is produced by, and this episode was edited by, myself, Jennifer D. Corley. If you would like to learn more about this show and our other nefarious doings, visit SoSayWeAllOnline.com or email us at info at sosayweallonline.com. I will enthusiastically tolerate hearing from you myself. By the magic of dark arts, when you subscribe to this podcast, rate us and leave us a review, you help other people find us. So do your part and help good-natured spookiness spread, won't you? If you really feel like a treat, you can also like, follow and subscribe to So Say We All on all the social media webs we sling. We're still working on a TikTok, I swear. And if you like reading as much as you like listening, you can buy the book Tonight's Story by Sarah Labrie was featured in. Published by So Say We All, it's called Black Candies, the 80s. And you can inquire at your local bookshop or find it online at Amazon and elsewhere. Support for So Say We All is made possible by the California Arts Council, the San Diego Commission for the Arts, the California Arts Commission, the Conrad Prebis Foundation, and the supporting members of So Say We All. It would absolutely lay fingers on my butterfingers if you would become one of those members, which will earn you tickets, invitations to private parties, and swag, which you can do by popping over to sosayweallonline.com slash support and signing up. Until next time, I'm Jennifer D. Corley, And remember, if you find yourself feeling terrified and alone, there's probably good reason. Now, more than ever.